Hello and welcome back. My name is Travis and this is Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio is about the military and veterans, their stories, people who support us and everything in between. And I'm pleased to introduce Darian Lay. Darian, welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So we got connected through, uh, you know, various channels and you've got some great stuff going on. We'll get to that in a minute, but you know, you are an artist, you're a country artist. Yes. All right. All right. So, um, and there's something going on in the water because you're the second person from Minnesota I've talked to. (laughs) I love it. Right. And when I think Minnesota, you know, I, I, I live in Illinois, which I thought was cold, but you know, my grandma lived in Wisconsin. We went to Duluth one time and I thought <laughs> I knew what cold was. <laughs> Duluth in February, that's cold. It's a different level of cold. It's cold right? that you didn't think exists. It's kind of like punishment. It is. You go outside and you just hit and you just feel like you're popsicle oh. deep freezing in the fridge <laughs> or so the I'm freezer. Like, <laughs> where, 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 I, I, I don't think of Minnesota's country, but there's some strong like music culture vibe community coming out of there so how did you oh, get yeah. involved in music um music was always kind of just like the universal language that I understood the most growing up I kind of struggled a little bit in school and so when teachers would throw like math or spelling words at me I was like this doesn't make any sense but if I make it into a song everything suddenly just molds together and makes sense and it was just kind of the way that I understood everything and as I graduated high school, moved on to college and everything. It just kind of fell into my lap that education is great. And I really think it's important, but I wanted to go for music. And it's just kind of been what I've been doing ever since. Started performing live when I was solo, I guess, at 14. So I've been doing it ever since. Oh, wow. So you've been doing this for a while. For a hot minute. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you're not an overnight success. You've been doing this for quite some time. So I have a question. Yes. I ask every artist that comes on Oscar Mike radio, no special treatment for you. You're going to get the same question. I got to know. before (laughs) I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, no special treatment. Right. And I got to know this because this is going to frame the rest of the conversation. (laughs) Neil Young and the Beatles and a bunch of people have sold the rights to their music. Right. And they've taken the money and checked out. So I've been curious because what you do is hard work and we'll get into that. So Darian, what if I gave you a check right now for, let's just say $200 million. I'll give it to you right now, but you can no longer perform in public or record music anymore. You're done right now. Would you take the money? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's great. Like that would set you up for life. That sounds awesome, especially after the last year. But I just feel like I'd miss the connection and being able to like do my own thing. Cause that's what like you work so hard to do and to get to be as an independent. It'd be weird to go from having it all to just washing your hands. I am zero for eight. I I mean, no (laughs) artist has said, yeah, I mean, send me that check. I'll cash it tomorrow. They'd rather, they'd rather, because of sacrifice, right? I mean, it's hard work. If, if I understand it correctly, it's hard work doing yeah. what you all do. Like people say, oh yeah, it must be fun, but there's, there's an element of sacrifice too, right? 
Right. Yeah. I mean, with all fun, I think comes a huge element of hard work that goes into it. So there's absolutely good times and I love it, but there's definitely times where you have to kind of dig your heels in a little bit and get your hands dirty. So what part of the process do you like now? You know, some people I think like performing, you can tell they're really into performing bit and some people like songwriting. Some people just like playing or singing. What, what part of the process do you really enjoy? I'm a sucker for a good songwriting, but I love being able to like take your original music and perform it out. So if it could be writing your own original music and just performing original music, I'd love that. But I also love covers too. I feel like I'm kind of all three, if that's an answer. <laughs> so covers, songwriting, and what else? And performing. I love performing because so you kind of get to connect. Well, you do, right? So, okay, let's break this down. This is great. Let's break, let's break down the songwriting <laughs> uh, part of it. I mean, when you think songwriting, where does your inspiration come from? And, and I'm really curious. We'll get into it later with the Freedom single. But you've also performed for quite some time. It's obviously on your website, which, hey, I'll have a link in the show post so you can't miss a thing. But where does some of the inspiration for those songs come from? For me, it's very much from my personal life. And, and even, I guess, when I write when other artists, it comes from their personal life and ideas that they've kind of spun up and created from their personal life. I feel like when you write from such a personal space, it makes the song more relatable to other people and it makes it more believable as you portray it on stage or in videos, whatever you want to call it, recording. I think writing about your own life gives it just like a more not necessarily unique page, but it's just so personal that you kind of open your soul up a little bit to people to see. Okay. Okay. So it comes from a place of, of personal connection and then, you know, cover songs, which, which I have to think you have some kind of influences, right? I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't get into this genre without somebody to look up to and who's led the way. Right. Right. Absolutely. I grew up with a lot of the, early country artists, Johnny Cash, Glenn Campbell, Waylon Jennings, all of them, Loretta Lynn. My favorites would be Johnny Cash and Shania Twain though. She's kind of like my queen. He's the king of all things. Blends together perfectly. <laughs> but, but where, where, so where did that exposure come from? Because, you know, at the time you were growing up, I'd have to guess that there was different country artists in the scene and, and that's oh, right. really way back. So, so who got you into that? My parents are very much old country connoisseurs. That's like their thing. I have three older brothers. So it was kind of like being in a melting pot of everybody's favorite music. And I just kind of got to pick out what I liked. And those two have always been like my ride or dies. Those are my faves. Oh, wow. See, this, this, this is the part I got to come clean to you, Darian. Um, <laughs> well, let me ask you like this. Do you know who Jason Aldean is? Yes. Do you know who Luke Bryan is? Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. We're going to stop right there and just keep on moving. Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's a funny story. It's a funny story. I'm in Nashville and, you know, somebody in, in the business is like, hey, Jason Aldean's coming. This, Jason Aldean's dad is coming to this event. And I'm, I'm mentioning my partner, Danielle. I'm like, who, who's Jason Aldean? <laughs> That has, that has kicked off a whole sequence of events that, um, well, yeah, yeah, it, it, they, they, they laughed it off, but they're like, you're, you're kidding. I'm like, no, I'm a, I'm a metal guy. I'm into to right. metal. But, you know, I said, look, when I was, uh, you know, down south, 
in, in Shreveport. I mean, the old school, um, Jerry Lee Lewis and Elvis, the, you know, oh, yeah. those were the old guys, you know, Randy Travis. I'm like, okay, I can dig that. Some of this new stuff kind of, it sounds like, I'm just going to be honest. It sounds like pop Go music. Yeah. And I, I, I yeah. don't understand that. Um, I, I think, you know, going old school is the way to go because it tells a story yeah. and you yeah, seem it's to like telling the story it's neat how country music in the beginning even if you look at and i think that's why i kind of channel johnny cash a little bit in songwriting because his music is truly like story beginning to end and now i think sometimes it ends up being like a different side of a story music has changed so much in itself as well because it's not always so much about telling the story like a book beginning to end. It's really interesting. So when you approach a cover, what's, what's your favorite kind of cover to do? I think I ended up doing a good mix of older songs as well as new, but a lot of it is very much influenced by the stuff that I grew up with. So there's a lot of Trace Adkins and then there's Kelsey Ballerini I throw in there and things like that. But I have a few that are my absolute favorites and I think it's mostly because I've been able to kind of spin them just a little bit to keep them still exactly as close as I can to the original, but adding a little bit of myself to it. And I always like doing Johnny Cash, Folsom Prison. That one's one of my favorites, especially really? bringing it up. Yeah, it's such a fun song because everybody knows it. And then I, I can't sing as low as Johnny Cash. <laughs> Unfortunately, my voice does not go down that low. So I bring it up a little bit. It kind of gives it a different spin. It's fun. I, I, I do like Ring of Fire. And I have sung that on request for somebody one time. It was it was a lot of fun. And uh, it's, it's very, very apt when it comes to uh, love. And, and, you know, the... Um, What's the one where he's the Tennessee flat top box and he would play? I mean, I forget mm -hmm. the name of that one, but that that's a very like a couple of buddies of mine, the Marine Corps, you know, that's what they learn on the guitar. And, right. and so he's kind of universal, right? Oh yeah. He kind of speaks in between. He um Folsom Prison was probably one of the first few songs that I learned, but the first song I ever learned on guitar was Ring of Fire. So kind of brings it back. <laughs> all right, all right. So some people I talk to do not like performing. They like the songwriting. They like the studio work. But right. you, you said it very clearly a couple of times. You love performing. What's it like? You, you know, you've, you've had to spin up for your, your either, you know, the planes touched down and you're off the bus. You've gotten all set up. Your guitar's in tune. And it's that quiet moment when you step out on stage before you take your first breath. What happens, Darian, when you utter that first note and start performing? It's kind of a whirlwind because it feels like life goes so fast, so fast, so fast. And then suddenly you're there. You said, like you said, you step in front of the mic and then you're just like, whoa, this is all on me. But I think it's fun. It's kind of like. I'm kind of a thrill seeker in a way of like those moments where it makes like your heart kind of sink for a quick moment. That's exactly what it is. Cause it like puts you in the place, your heart sinks for a second and then you just go. And it just kind of gives you like that five seconds and you just roll and the rest of the show is kind of in your hands. And it's, it's weird to be in, I feel weird saying in control of like the environment for the evening, but like you can create such a good time, but then connect with people through these upbeat songs and then the downbeat songs. And it's just cool to see how, everybody kind of connects to music so differently, but I definitely live for that like quick thrill moment right before you start going. So is it really about the experience for your audience that, that, that motivates you? 
Yeah, I love seeing how they connect to every different song because everybody connects so differently. Like you'll never meet five people and you play one song and none of them will ever see it as the exact same thing. And that's so cool to me because it's like, it just creates such an original experience for everybody in the audience. So I can view it one way, but they're going to view it a million other ways, which is really cool to me. Is that what makes playing, a, a, you, know, you have a set list and you have the same songs you've been playing for the last oh, I don't know, you know, month and a half. Is that what keeps it fresh for you? Yeah, and it's you're never playing in the exact same room with the same audience. You could be at the same location, but the audience is always different. And so it's kind of, it's different from your nine to five where you show up and you know what's happening every day. You know, my office is a different location every single day with different people. So it kind of keeps it alive in a different sort of way than just showing up and knowing what was going to happen or what happened. Awesome, awesome. So- you're doing all this and, and you, you've chosen your path in life and you're trying to get going. Yeah. And then 2020 hits. <laughs> How did you deal with 2020? It was very interesting. I think for everybody in so many different ways. Um, I had actually just gotten back from CRS in Nashville, which is a big um, convention I guess you could call it with radio and people like that one of the biggest events you can go to for radio and then I came home did a little radio tour on the way back to Minnesota in my very small town and was stuck at home for like everybody else for however many months we were and so it was kind of like I went from hugely socializing to unplugging the battery and it was really weird (laughs) but it was interesting it was challenging in ways like Artists have had to go to doing Zooms for rights and things like that. And definitely at times it was tough. And then you had TikTok coming and that just ruined my sleep schedule. <laughs> what, is it, what is it about TikTok for you? Because I, I, I'm starting to get my toe in there, but it, it's a whole world. It is. And it's already so established too. Because I guess I didn't realize how long it had been happening before. Like it really boomed this last year. And I would just go on at night and be like, I'm going to watch for 10 minutes. And then I'm there till 2 a.m. And realizing that I haven't slept yet. It's really catchy. Can you put like some of your music clips and stuff on TikTok? Yeah. Yeah, I've done a few. And my recent single did really well on TikTok. Let me go. That one really kind of, I wasn't expecting it, but it blew my mind how great people loved it. And like the different. They would remake my video in their own setting. And that was really cool to see. Too. What? Now, wait a minute. How, they remade your video. Yes. So I did like a, <laughs> the song is all based upon um, moving on from an ex. So I said, tell me you're better off without your ex, without telling me you're better off without your ex. And it was like slideshow, like before and after photos. And these people like came in, took that thing for what it was and made like a whole thing out of it which I wasn't expecting because I was like this is kind of awkward but you know what it's good to be uncomfortable sometimes we'll try it out and then people started doing it and I was like wow this is crazy because I wasn't expecting that at all that's the first time I've heard it and I I didn't know you could like remake videos that's that's uh, something else okay what's weirder is people would like lip sync me speaking that little bit (laughs) And I would hear my voice with somebody else's face and it threw me off for a second because I'm not used to that. What if I did a lip sync of your voice? That'd really be like out <laughs> there, right? You got to do it. 
I'll tell you what, I will. I'll find one of your videos on TikTok. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, cause I don't know how to do it. So I can learn and have fun and see what happens. Exactly. You can do like me. I have to Google everything. And then kids that are like 13, tell me one of my friends who's much younger. Um, he's an artist as well. He was like, you know, I have to Google how to use Facebook. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> don't make me feel that old. <laughs> the, you, I don't know what to say. I just I feel I like, like I'm ancient, like I'm a dinosaur it. now, Darian. <laughs> oh my God. That's not what I meant to do. <laughs> but still, I, I mean, I mean, it, it had to like get to Google how to use Facebook. Yeah, exactly. I'm Googling how to use TikToks and I'm learning how to use it from like 12 year olds on YouTube. And then these little kids are like, yeah, I have to Google how to use Facebook. And that's like what I, that's my age group, what we grew up with so much. And right. I was like, that just really kind of smacked me in the face and put my age right on my forehead. <laughs> well, all I can say is we are young at heart and this is why we're here. So <laughs> let's just enjoy the ride. Let's I enjoy the ride. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you use TikTok to help you through COVID. Yes. And, you know, the real reason we're on here, ladies and gentlemen, is because she has this single coming up called, you know, 10,000 miles away. And did 10,000 miles away come out of COVID? Tell me the story about that. So it actually was over a year ago now. It was right before COVID. Oh, really? um, I was at CRS and I was in a process of, I was sent a couple songs from other artists, which I have recorded other artists songs before, but I needed to figure out which one I wanted to do within like the next day. So that way I can go on and cut scratch vocals. And I loved them all, but it just didn't sit right for me. Like they're all great, but they weren't the song I was looking for in that moment. And I was in my hotel room with my mom and she just kind of looked at me and like smacked me. <laughs> didn't obviously do it physically, but like said, well, why don't you just go write it? And I was like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> and so I literally sat in because Hotel bathroom acoustics, if you didn't know, are killer. Awesome. You can sound so awesome yes. in a hotel bathroom. So I went and I sat in the bathroom of my hotel room with my guitar and I wrote out this song. Um, my boyfriend was in the Marine Corps as well and he was on a deployment at the time. And so I finally actually heard from him during CRS for one of the first times. And it just kind of hit me that regardless of the fact that he's literally 10,000 plus miles away, I'm still right here. And I just kind of wrote out the song and really just, it was a, honestly like a 12 minute write, which doesn't happen very often. It was one of those where like, I think I was in the driver's seat, but somebody else was controlling the speed limit and steering the wheel. And like my emotions were just writing the rest of the song and driving us where we needed to go, which is kind of cool, but also vulnerable in a way to put out. But I'm kind of proud that we're not kind of, I am proud that. I'm able to put that out because I know so many people relate to it in even much deeper sense than I relate to it. So there's been some people so far that have really loved it just off of little teasers. So I'm excited for them to really be able to hear it all. So this is where it gets interesting because, yes. um, you know, <laughs> on the other side of the coin, you know, you're out in the field, you know, you're deployed and generally you get the Dear John letter as in I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> Or, yep. you know, you find out from your sister that your, your girlfriend is, well, not your girlfriend anymore, to put it nicely. Right, right. 
you go to the other side of this coin and try to say, hey, you know, I know my boyfriend is a long way away, but I'm still here for him. Yeah, that, that was that was different to kind of listen to and and appreciate, because generally I'm just being straight with you. It, for us, <laughs> it's not that way. Right, right. And I, and I bring that up because for some of some guys, I mean, you're getting it's hard every day. I mean, you, you right. know, and you get that letter, you get that, you know, we didn't have <laughs> cell phones weren't really <laughs> as robust as they are now. Let's put it like that. And gotcha. mail call and, you know, you need your buddy to like be on for what we did. And you could just see his entire spirit deflate. Oh, yeah. Conversely, the girlfriends who kind of knew what the boyfriend liked and made sure to prop him up with the right words and images, that guy would run <laughs> through a brick wall. No problem at all. I mean, you know, if her, if the girlfriend or wife game was strong, I mean, you were like, wow. I mean, wow. So it's, it's, there is an aspect, Darian, where what you are communicating to that person serving overseas or even in the country, a half a country away, really stands out. And I really got that out of your song. Thank you. Because you could have gone with, uh, oh, woe was me, poor me, poor me, poor me, but you didn't do that. And, and why didn't you? I guess I don't really feel like it is a poor me situation. It's kind of, for me, the way that I met my boyfriend was actually by the loss of a mutual friend of ours who was oh. also in the Marine Corps. And so it was kind of like, I met him because I sang at my friend's funeral. We grew up, we're in the same exact class, small town, less than 17 kids in our class. And so it's kind of like, I guess I'm not trying to say I saw the reality of what the possibilities are within the military because I grew up with great uncles and a great aunt that were in the Navy. And so it was always kind of something that was thrown into us as kids that these people are people that are on the line for you. And so you don't disrespect them. And so for me, it was never a situation of, you know, he's over there doing his thing and I'm stuck here for me as we're both doing our thing. We're kind of on different ships at the moment, him physically, <laughs> but me, not so much um, different ships right now, but at some point deployments over, whatever, we're going to reunite again. And it's just going to be like it was before. And so for me, it was mostly just keeping that moment of, yes, you are far away, but like you said, it's, it's not a situation of a dear John letter. It's more of like a, I'm right here. That's where I'll be. Well, that's, Again, the, the video kind of the video I watched, and can we say that it's out on YouTube? I don't know if it would be out at this point, but it will be out at some point. <laughs> We're not talking about that. Okay, I've, I've seen the video. No, you're good. <laughs> and uh, I can't show you, but it's awesome. You need to watch it. But <laughs> I, I really, I really got the sense, you know, you're sitting there and you're contemplating what's going on. Right. And you have, and I think it would be really cool for those girlfriends and wives or spouses because you know there, there's guys staying at home as, right. as well to kind of hear somebody who understands where they're coming from yeah and it's that's kind of for me what it was I guess when I wrote it that wasn't my ambition was to find people that would relate to it is mostly just putting what I was feeling into a song like I said the cool thing about that is other people earlier they get to relate to it in their own way, whether, whether it's exactly how you're relating to it or just a little bit different in their situation. So that's what I like about original music is people get to build that image in their head too. And I like the end. I'm not going to give away the end right here, but I, <laughs> I thought the end was pretty well done. 
Thank you. I wanted to make sure we didn't get cheesy with it or anything. That was just kind of cliche. So we tried to keep it very minimal, but to the point. Well, that was the thing. I'm like, okay, it's not what you would see normally. It's not from the movies. It was just enough. I'm never a less is more kind of guy, but that was like Goldilocks. It was just right. Thank you. No, no, no. I really like, okay, that some thought went into that and it was just, so not that my opinion means much, but I, I, I enjoy oh, it. Oh, no, I appreciate it. That means a lot because it was kind of one of those situations for me where I wanted it to be military based, just like the song is. But I feel like the song, you could literally find a few different ways as well, although it is very much military based. I wanted to make sure the video was kind of like that, too, where it wasn't completely thrown at you and shoved down your throat like this is a military song and you're going to ingest that it's a military song is more of like a reflection and then we added it so i'm glad you think so gotcha gotcha so so when does this single drop when's it become june 25th june 25th awesome so this show when you're watching will be july 1st right in time for the fourth july darian yeah throw it on your playlist (laughs) awesome awesome you like fireworks i do I grew up with a dad that was assistant chief on the fire department, though. So, like, fire safety was engraved in us. <laughs> oh, my God. That must have been brutal. It, it was interesting. <laughs> we, we won't go down that road. I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> no, it's all good. So, you, you got this single dropping June 25th and the video. And I'm not going to show you the video. Sorry. You got to wait and actually watch it. Hey, hey. <laughs> What's next after the video? What's next after this single? Yeah, I'm planning on dropping an acoustic version of the song at some point this fall, which is a very secret thing. So you're getting all the secrets. But um, I always love acoustic versions because it kind of breaks it down and brings it into what it was before it hit the studio. So I'm planning on hitting on some acoustic stuff this fall and then possibly putting out another different version of my single Let Me Go as well in the fall. And then new music in 2022. So you, are you now that COVID's over, are you fully getting back on the stage, touring, performing? And how does it feel that the engine's finally going again? It's very, in a way, I enjoyed having time to slow down, but it was too much time to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very much so looking forward to just gassing up and going because that's what, I mean, that's what we're all out here trying to do as artists is just get out there and play and be in front of people and introduce ourselves. So I'm looking forward to, being able to do that again and getting back on the road and playing original music and seeing what people think about it. It's always a good time. So what you're saying is, is there's an aspect where if you're not engaged and you kind of get rust and you got to knock the rust off to kind of get going again. Yeah. That's how I feel, I guess, for myself. I know other people don't perform live as much, but that's what I've been doing since I was 14. So it's very much something that when I'm not doing it, it feels like I'm walking without my shoes which you can still do, but it's not a good time. <laughs> well, one of the things I, I kind of want to do before we close is there's a lot of veterans who get out of the service and either they pick up a guitar in the service they, they or they were playing before they you know joined the service, doesn't matter what service it right. is, and they get out and they're like, you know what, I really enjoyed this aspect of being an artist. You know, it could be, you know, singing or drums, yoga, whatever. And some of them tell me they get really frustrated because they're putting in all this work and effort. And, you know, they're, they're, 
I guess for lack of a better term, competing against people like yourself who yeah. have been doing it effectively half your life, you know, and they get frustrated and then they want to give up or quit or just put it away. What would right. you say to somebody who is going through that, whether they're veteran or not, and they're on that precipice of going a different direction? I think like so many other things in life, there's always going to be other people that are shooting for the same thing as you are. And a lot of the times I've realized whenever I get worried about what other people are doing, I'm focusing too much. I'm focusing my sights on what they're doing more than I'm focusing my sights on what I'm actually shooting for. And so I end up getting distracted. And I've realized that the best thing I can do is just focus on myself and not worry if somebody else fills another set of shoes before I do, because I'll feel it differently because everything that I do is never going to be exactly like somebody else. And so I guess the biggest thing I would say is when you're running, sometimes you're going to fall over. You've got to dust off your shoulders, tie up your shoes again and get going again. And that's just kind of, I guess, how life is. And it's all about just getting back up and pushing even further. And I feel like nobody knows that more than a veteran. So I think it's a perfect thing. Absolutely. And, and we do. And, and I've had to, you know, pick my you know self up and put my big boy pants on. But, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's one thing to get, you know, kicked around when you don't pass an inspection or you, you, right. you have trouble meeting a deadline for work or whatever, but right. it seems like for them, and I, I have to say for you that this is, this is personal. Oh yeah. You're taking your emotions and trying to package it in a way that touches other people. And I think what happens is they do this and it doesn't either connect or doesn't connect in the way they thought it did. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, literally this morning I was sitting here talking actually with my boyfriend about how, you know, you can put out merchandise, you can put out songs, you can put out a music video and it only gets 400 views, you know, and you put so much into it. And yet it's it's almost invalidating sometimes because it's you on a table and you're hoping somebody will grab it. And sometimes they don't. But I guess for me, the biggest thing is that at some point somebody's going to want to grab it. And I would, would have hated to taking it away from the options for people to want to listen to my music and want to watch the videos and buy the merch and whatever it might be. I would have hated to not do it than to do it and fail than to not do it and could have succeeded. Well, this, this is a very interesting hole we're going down. So, you, you know, <laughs> well, well, you do that, right? And you get, you know, 40 views or, or 400 views and someone does, you know, a cat video or their dog jumping through a hoop. Yeah. And it gets 10,000 views. Right. I, I mean, that's got to do something to a person. Oh, it's frustrating. It's very right? frustrating. Right. It's like, wait a minute. I mean, I, I spent hours getting this right. You spent hours getting exactly. your craft right. And a, a, a cat bouncing a ball is 20,000 views. And I, I don't know. It's, it's a different world because it's so it available. But... I think you have a good lesson here for anybody is to, you know, find your center and keep going. Yeah. I think that's the only way you can keep doing, especially something that's about people accepting who you are personally. Cause it's something that like you were saying, it's very personal. And when somebody doesn't accept it, it feels like you've kind of just been shoved back a little bit. But like I was saying, I think it's just important to remember that if you didn't keep going, the option wouldn't even be there to be successful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm with Darian Lay, who has a new single dropping June 25th called uh, 10,000 Miles Away. 
and uh, she could be 10,000 miles away right now, but we're together talking about <laughs> uh, her journey and, you know, the single. I'm not going to give anything in the video away. You've got to watch it. And uh, I'll, I'll throw that on my media channels when it drops. And Darian, I'm going to I'm going to try to raise my TikTok game so I don't feel so ancient. Yeah, <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> and who knows? I'll tell you what, and, and, and I'll end with this. I might dust up the old pipes and try to do a, a, rain, a ring of fire thing on TikTok and I'll, I'll share it Heck with yeah. you and tell me if it stinks or not. I would love that. All right. All right. Well, again, Darian, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. I know you're very busy and I really appreciate it. I wish you nothing but success. And um, please tell your boyfriend from one Marine to another, Simplify, and uh, all the best. Yes, thank you so much. And thank you for your service. And thank you for having me here today. I so appreciate it. No problem at all. As we say in Oscar Mike Rita, we are mission in flight. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. <laughs>